Welcome back to Take the Points, where Aaron Rodgers' watch is officially over. Mm. Adam Kramer, Marcus Mosier. Marcus, it's like, I got to say, you have a TV show you like, right? Or love. Uh, like, what are your favorite TV shows? For me, it's like I'm a lost guy. Yeah, I'm an office a lost guy, guy. Which we're going to talk about in okay. a second. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, which is perfect. And then, and then that final episode, there's no good way to end a good show. Like, usually kind of sucks. Most shows. This sucked. Okay. I'm happy for Aaron Rodgers. It's great for Green Bay. I'm here for the content. And this was bad for content. It was. It was terrible. Like we wanted something fun to happen, right? Him to get traded, him to come up to this, you know, press conference and be all mad. I feel like this is the the least exciting way for this to end, right? Well, we're gonna yes, it is the least exciting way for this to end. Although he gets to play in Green Bay is exciting. Like Randall Cobb being Randall a key Cobb piece of this is just hilarious. Is, this right? a, is that the lowest ransom price ever asked for before? It's like, I, I, uh, it's <laughs> like a, the off season of Julio Jones and all these things. Randall friggin' Cobb yeah. uh, is where we at. So we will talk about that. And very timely, of course, we will be previewing the NFC North. Uh, we'll do some film in the blank. But before that, a reminder, guys, check us out. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. This is the time to subscribe, to follow, because this is the last it's the last week, Marcus, mm. where we will not have actual football games and point spreads. Best believe we're going to be diving in uh, like detectives into preseason games. Hall of this Fame is games it. coming up. Hall of Fame game. So we will have some deep analysis on that. Also today, a special offer from BetMGM. New customers in legalized betting states receive a free bet up to $600 with the code THEGAMEDAY. Again, that's the code THEGAMEDAY, all in one word. A bet, uh, BetMGM uh, for our listeners in legalized betting states. Uh, great offer there. Okay, so let's dive in to fill in the blank. We've got Green Bay. Mm-hmm. We've got some Jets things. Unfortunately, it's never good. Why is fill in the blank for the Jets like never yeah, a positive it's, thing it's to talk about? And then we'll break into the NFC North and also some really interesting impact on point spreads uh, as it pertains to sportsbook, just not offering things and all of a sudden mm. just, hey, here you go, Green Bay available again. But we'll start here. Packers Super Bowl odds going from 2,800 to 1,400 is blank predictable because we know this green bay team is really good they're probably the second best team in the nfc i actually think there's a big drop off between the buccaneers packers and then everybody else right so when aaron Rodgers is under center you know they're going to be competitive you know they're going to win double digit games it was it was easy to see from a long ways away yeah it's the right thing to do and by the way if you've got 2800 plus uh good for you if you sat on this thing you, you got your cheese head hat on. You said they're going to figure this thing out. Um, that's as good a value as you will find this NFL season. Like mm-hmm. 28 to 1 for the Packers to win the Super Bowl? Are you kidding me? Well, and the same thing with, you know, their, their division totals, which we'll get to in a second. Like just a week ago, they were plus 125, plus 150 to win the division. Now you're seeing odds that are much different than that. So uh, congratulations to all you betters out there that had faith that Rodgers was coming back. Uh Yes, it was – if you stuck with it. And this was a tough story because oh, the yeah. reporting from Adam Schefter, I mean, there was a lot of posturing on all sides here. They actually give Green Bay some credit for mm-hmm. staying the course, this keeping behind the scenes, and figuring things out. Let's stay on Aaron Rodgers one more time, and I ask you, Aaron Rodgers' training camp arrival attire was blank. Hilarious. I love the office shirt with Kevin Malone dumping the chili. It's, it's just great. Roger seems like a totally different person now. Like he's relaxed. He's embracing kind of the nerdiness of loving the office. Uh, I actually like the new Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I didn't used to enjoy him. I'm, I'm starting to like him more and more. Okay. Let's, let's just, we, we got to, he's got the slick back hair, yep. his general posture. He's got the shades from like a, a Ray-Bans commercial from 1993. Yep. The flip-flops. His don't give a bleep level is off the charts. Yes. Okay. Yes. It looks like it is off the charts. So I, I, I love it because it's been, he has been the talk of the off season and he just shows up looking like a guy that just finished a surfing lesson and uh, like before work. I love and now it. he's going to go work at some desk job with no dress code. Yeah. And it's yep. the, it's the MVP. It's the MVP. It is an amazing look. When you're the MVP, you can dress the way you want to, all right? You don't have to care what other people think. I I think it's fantastic. 
it's like a statement without making a statement. Yes. Again, I just, I, I really, it's a guy that like has talked about like finding his internal peace yeah, yeah, exactly. over the last few yep. years, meditation, yoga. Yep. Like this is that dude and he just shows up and now he's going to go throw a billion touchdown passes. Uh, so, what a weirdo. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh no, it is, but he, he's our weirdo. That's at least, at least in him showing up and just stomping all over tremendous content. Yeah. We'll have that image because that is a guy that just looks like he loves a cold beer. Well, probably more than a cold beer. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, he's a tequila guy. He, he's a, he's. Oh that. yeah. Yeah. And, and not just, not just alcohol. That, that, that image of him walking just screams a good, a good, just a good vibe. Yeah. Just a good vibe. Uh, okay. Let's, let's switch from one hall of fame quarterback to another Tom Brady. Uh, if you've not seen, I don't know how you haven't seen it yeah. at this point, viral video of him throwing the ball into the jugs machine. Um, pretty awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just going to say, so I ask you Tom Brady, the viral video was blank. Good content. Like we talked about it on a Sunday all day when nothing else in sports was going on. Uh, we were debating it like it's this Pruder film. You know, is this real? Is it not? Uh, I, I thought it was fantastic. Okay, so it's not real. No, it's right? not. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, no, but but the quality of video, and if you haven't seen it, he throws it twice into a jugs machine. It spits it back out. He moves back. He throws it into the jug. Just Google Tom Brady and you'll yeah, find yeah. her. YouTube yep. it. And it falls over. Like, this was incredibly well done, okay? The, my, my Tom Brady video take is excellent work to whoever did that because I thought it was real at first. Uh, are I, we, I really did. Are we shocked that Tom Brady is this good at sh- social media? Because he's like 44 yes. years old and he's hilarious on Twitter. Uh, he was great during the match. Like, I, I don't know how he's so good at everything. It's, it's frustrating. <laughs> the guy was genuinely hated, I would say, or generally hated mm-hmm. outside of New England in the Northeast for like 20, 15 years, right? Like not hated, but just not, he won a lot. He was polarizing Mm -hmm. the deflate gate, the trainer weirdness, like the, the, the Belichick, mainly him winning a lot of things. Yeah. He's had a, like a, a career in terms of likeness revival in like a year and a half. Like, I don't know who's doing this for him. It may just be him. But he has become – I was a Jets fan. He tortured me forever. He's become one of the most likable players in sports. I give you a cross comparison. It reminds me a little bit of, like, Kobe Bryant during his career. Like, people love Kobe early, and then the middle yeah. stretch of Kobe was a little rough. And then at the end, he was revered as, you know, just this awesome person, an awesome player. Uh, and I think that's the way Brady is getting to now. People just love to be around him. I think he's hilarious. It's, it's really fun. That video was great. Yeah. I, I need more of those. Yes. It reminded me a little bit of the Tiger Woods juggling the video on it, like uh, on the, the his golf yep. club where he was, you know, juggling the golf ball. I remember seeing that for the first time, and I believe that was real. And it was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Do you remember those old I, NFL.com fantasy football uh, videos that they used to have with like uh, they were like trick shots? I heard Randy McMichael was in one of them, and Chris Cooley, uh, and they're all these fake videos, very very yes. similar. Go, they're on YouTube. Go search them. You'll you'll see what I mean. It, it's a great video. I'm actually a little bit mad that it's not real. And I'm willing to say, uh, of just being frank, I got fooled by the, you know, by the internet again, once again. I was really uh, hoping it won't it was be real. the last time. Don't worry. No, no, no. Today, <laughs> I'll be fooled by something. Okay, let's move to general stuff. Yes, we're talking, you know, NFC North. Um, but there's some things happening. Training camp's fired up. Uh, one of these things, it's just strange, Marcus, for me to see uh, Deshaun Watson on a field taking reps. I mean, I just don't know any other way to put it with everything going on. So I ask you, Deshaun Watson blank be traded? There's talks of trades. Yeah, yeah. Will he? Won't he? How is this going to play out in the near term? I, I do think he'll be traded. I think Deshaun Watson will be traded for a couple different reasons. The Texans can't have this distraction around their team that's rebuilding. Like right before we jumped on, Adam, he was – in the defensive line drills and he was standing in during an 11 on 11s as a defensive end because they needed an extra body. If he's there, why not just let him practice and take reps? But apparently the reason why is because if he's not listed as the starting quarterback on the depth chart, he doesn't have to face the media after practice. It's just this big thing. I do think eventually they're going to trade him. I think he'll eventually be suspended probably for a year. Uh, but the Texans can't have them around anymore. It just doesn't make sense. I don't know how, though, 
there's two there's two prongs to this. How could you trade him now? Like, are you because you're going to be getting pennies on the dollar? Okay, let's look at this from a sheer front office standpoint. How like how is this going to work? You're hmm. you're you're asking they're asking for a lot, and maybe a team will do that. It doesn't sound like anybody's lining up to with so much unknown here. Like, I can't see him being traded in the short term. I really do feel like the league just has to step in. Put him on the exempt list or the commissioner. They, you, they have to. This is just a How, how can you? It's, it's, it is a circus. It's, it's really kind of terrible optics yes. for the league. Yep. Um, and and that, that is to say that this stuff needs to be sorted out. Not a legal expert. But with all of, the, all of this circulating, I'm frankly shocked that we're getting the shots of camp. Like, if you're the NFL and you're seeing this. It's awful. Aren't you like, what yeah. What are we doing here, right? Like, doesn't that come to mind? Yeah, I think so. I do think Adam, he's going to be traded for a lot, though, because yes. he's still a top five quarterback in the NFL when he's on the field. And it sounds like there might be multiple teams interested. And there's teams that have a bunch of draft picks. Philadelphia is one. Uh, the Giants actually have a bunch. I don't think they're going to trade for him. But the Dolphins have multiple first-round picks coming up. So if you have this chance to take him now, and even if you have to wait till 2022 – you're still getting a franchise-level quarterback. I, I, that's why I do think he's going to get traded. From a business standpoint, I'm with you, but don't you have to at least evaluate how this is going? Like if you're the Eagles mm -hmm. or whomever, and you make this move with the idea that maybe he's suspended. Oh, no. I mean, there's criminal investigations. How, how do you come to terms with like the perception of this? Like you know whatever female – fans that you have yeah it's rough like like you're you're going to alienate a huge portion of your fan base i just think again the we've seen this with trevor bauer and mlb mm -hmm. and the mlb knows how to botch pretty much everything <laughs> it's one of the worst run leagues in sports yep. but they've done this they put them on the exempt they keep ex they keep extending it and i think it's the only way to do it i can't believe that hasn't happened yet here it's it's pretty shocking so uh, it's got to come. I don't have a great couple. answer for this. It, I would, it's, it has to come before the season, right? Because you can't let Deshaun Watson play in week one without a decision. There's just no way. To be clear, he will be traded. I just don't know the timeline yes. on it. I, that's, okay. that's my final answer. I'll, I'll let your guess, though. Which team does he end up with? Um, I still think I, – I think the Eagles are a good bet. Mm -hmm. I think Miami is still a really good bet. Yeah, but I think it's Philadelphia. I, I, I think so, too. But again, it's going to take a lot to to pull the trigger on something like that beyond the capital of draft picks, which you're going to have to owe. Right. I mean, this is a full fledged owner like yeah, you got to come to terms with this or somehow figure this out in the short term, which I think it's, it's going to be hard. It's ju not just a football thing. You got to you got to do no, a lot no, of work, not only on the person but also to your fans, showing hey, this is a changed person. He's a good person. You know, it's a lot of work. At any point, and this is the case with anybody. But at any point, like you make this trade and new information or evidence per comes out and it's like game over. Yep. So the stakes are incredibly high mm -hmm. and the volatility is incredibly high. Um, let's end, of course, with a New York Jets story. <sighs> Zach Wilson, the only first round pick, not signed, not in camp, is going to be the starter. It's just so stupid. Wilson, not signed means blank for Jets fans. Bad news for the Jets, because I don't think this is a Joe Douglas thing. And please correct me if I'm wrong, because, because Sam Darnold had the same thing happen with him, and Joe Douglas wasn't there yet. This seems like an ownership way of trying to control the players over offset language. I think this yes. is bad, because I think Joe Douglas does have this team on the right track, but if the ownership continues to, to meddle in these kind of situations, I have my doubts that this team is ever going to really turn it around. They, yeah, no, it's, it's embarrassing. Like yeah. it's, I think it's embarrassing more than like, I'm assuming they're going to get this done in the next few days, right? You have, you have to. to, or you, you're, you have to cave. So if that's the case, what is the impact on the season? It's probably very little, right? Like you're still starting a rookie quarterback, but any missed time is still missed time. So this is really important. I just think you're absolutely right on the offset. Joe Douglas is probably like, screaming into his pillow right now, uh, like just yelling. And this is just the same crap that we Jets fans have dealt with. So good organizations yeah. don't go through this stuff, right? Like they good, good or exactly. So what is the general impact in the grand scheme? It's very little. It's just yeah, another piece of evidence. Like if you're a free agent, what does this do? Yep. Like you, you, yep. you, you know, what is the perception of your organization? So right. 
It's just annoying. I'm sick well, of that. Here's the like, thing. It's been a good offseason for <laughs> well, them, and they're making me mad. And here's the thing. Like, it, let's say Zach Wilson turns out and is a really good quarterback for the Jets. You don't think he's going to remember this the next time conversations, you know, contract conversations come up? Like, hey, you guys what? tried to screw me with my rookie deal. I'm not giving you any help at this, with this next deal, right? What's funny about this is Zach Wilson and Joe Douglas are probably like, hey, man, we're ready. We're good. Like, figure this out. And agents and ownership are like, uh, a, a, a war of attrition yeah. here in terms of wearing each other. Well, out. and here's the good thing for for uh, Zach Wilson and his agent. He's got all the fan support behind him, right? Like, his, oh yeah, his approval rating could not be higher with the Jets right now. So the longer he sticks this out, it's actually going to be worse for the ownership rather than Wilson. I don't think that I don't think the fans are going to turn on the number two pick in the draft. And I think Trey Lance signing like right yes. before we got on, like it, it puts even more pressure on, like. Just get it done, get it done, Jets. Just stop embarrassing me <laughs> once and for all. Let's get it There's done. some good things going. Yes. Okay. Um, NFC North. Uh, wow. Right? We picked the perfect week yes, to we record this. I, I, I want to say this was not – we did not pivot when the Rodgers news broke to say, hey, we're going to do NFC North. When we were planning out what to do with the pod, we kind of talked about the uncertainty mm-hmm. of the NFC North and used that as – motivation to have this i am so glad by the way we didn't record this last week because (laughs) it would have been pretty useless so now that we have clarity biggest storylines marcus i guess for me green you got to start with rogers right i think i think the biggest storyline here is the short-term long-term impact of this on green bay all seems well repaired but i can't help marcus but when we're talking about this season have an eye on the one thing that is not settled in green bay which is what this new Rodgers contract is going to look like and what the future looks like for them. So in the immediate, they're an awesome team and they have a chance to win big. You and I love this team. If Rodgers is happy and intact, and I don't think for him, I think he'll be able to distance himself from everything else and just be awesome. That's just kind of who he is. But what do you think when it comes to Green Bay? I think this is what's the most disappointing about this whole storyline, right? Like he's not traded and that's fine. If he's coming back to Green Bay, I would rather just this be the last dance. Like, like just let everybody know this is the last season for Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay fans appreciate him. Let's be super loud when he plays at home. But it seems like we don't even know if that's the case, Adam. Like, there's this, you know, mystery about his contract. Like, well, we might trade you in 2022 or we'll review your contract at the end of the season. So it just feels like so much is still up in the air and we really didn't learn anything about the Aaron Rodgers situation. There, there is the, the talk is that part of the contract regrouping is to maybe free up some money in the short term to sign Devonte Adams to an extension. And then who knows what that does to Rodgers long-term, I guess if you're green Bay for now, this is perfect. This is as good as it's going to be. Yes. You've got a super bowl caliber roster you don't get many swings at this thing like this. You take a crack. Rodgers may fall in love with this whole thing all over again. Maybe you give him a contract, uh, you know, whatever guarantees he wants, which mm-hmm. sound robust. I, I, I don't think all hope is lost. I think that you've got a chance to win a Super Bowl. And while we can be fixated on 2022 and 2023, if you're Green Bay, like, Blinders on, let's go. We got we to gotta crack at this. Can I just say how spoiled Green Bay Packer fans are, by the way? This is the oh my 30th God. straight oh my season of at least Brett Favre for Aaron Rodgers going into the into the training camp as the number one quarterback. 30 straight seasons. And, I don't feel bad for you guys at all. E- I'm, just, I'm just letting you guys know. <laughs> and my, my Jets can't even sign the number two pick to a contract, <laughs> uh, let alone draft anyone worth a damn. I, I, um, I just don't feel bad for you, however this plays out in Green Bay. I'm just, just letting no, but, you know. But, it's, it has been a really weird, turbulent offseason, and yet yeah. things seem very normal mm-hmm. all of the sudden. Yes. So for Green Bay, I think it's pretty clear. Let's move to the Bears. It has to be – well, I'm interested to get your take. For me, it's got to be Fields, Justin Fields, Matt Nagy, Pace, right? You've got these three cogs, and, you know, one of them is going to be there next year. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. Justin Fields. Yeah, yeah. And that's about it, right? That's the only guarantee they have. Yeah, and the, the thing that I'm looking forward to seeing is how quickly does Matt Nagy go to Justin Fields? Because every comment that he's made this offseason is Andy Dalton is our starter, Andy Dalton is our starter, we're not moving off of him. No matter how good Justin Fields looks in camp, Andy Dalton is our starter. I actually think that sends a really bad message to your team. Like, we're not going to play the best players. We're going to play the guys that we paid in free agency, 
and not the best guys. I, I Doesn't Matt Nagy just feel like a lame duck coach and Justin Fields is eventually going to play this year. And then they're going to go out and hire somebody who can work with Justin Fields this off season. It, in some ways, it just feels like a really weird transition year for the Bears. It's just most organizations now, even bad organizations, are not this disjointed. Yes. <clears throat> you, have, you have a GM, you have a coach, you have a quarterback. This is what the Jets are, are trying, right? And you, you lock those things up, and then you have clean breaks if things mm-hmm. don't work. You have to move around. Like, they're, it's, they're just trying to put this puzzle together with mismatched pieces. Now – the defense is still good. Really good. Fields may be awesome. Yeah. You've got Allen Robinson, David Montgomery you like. Mm-hmm. There's, some, there's some, like, reasons to be hopeful, but it just doesn't mix match. And so for, to extend these guys, GM coach, like Justin Fields has to come in and play and be awesome, yeah. right? Like, that's, that's as simple as How that. much more excited would you be about this Bears team if they just said, hey, we're leaning into Justin Fields as our week one starter. We know it might be a little rough early on. But we're hoping by weeks 12 to 17, 18, we look like a totally different team. I would be so much more excited about the future of this Bears team. But waiting for Justin Fields and for Andy Dalton, just I, I don't get it. It's one of the things, assuming Zach Wilson ever shows up, that's exciting as a Jets fan, is you kind of have come to terms with the fact that early on it may be rough. But, but that's your okay. your future is here. Yes. But your future is there. This is going to be every other – it's almost – and it's really unfair to Andy Dalton who's got to sit back there and like, you know, one missed throw and then like the booze come. I mean, it sucks. Well, like that's a and he's really in a bad position. He's in a tough to... position because the reason you're playing Andy Dalton is because you believe he gives you the best chance to win early. So if you start yes. losing games and they've got a tough opening schedule, like if you start losing games, how can the world can you justify keeping Andy Dalton out there? I, I'm with you. Um, what about Minnesota? Uh, we'll save the best for last. Our favorite meathead. I, I got to admit, Marcus, in preparing for this, I think I've got stronger feelings about Minnesota than I would have thought. I think there are a lot of really fun pieces. I think Kirk Cousins actually kind of quietly had a really mm-hmm. good year. It was very good. Um, I know there are defensive line concerns and opt-outs that are hopefully opting in to help them. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know where to start with the theme of Minnesota other than Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, holy crap. There's something there. Yeah, this is a team that was really good on offense last year and awful on defense. And we're not used to seeing that from a Mike Zimmer team. So if the defense can just be average or even slightly better than that and be above average, there's no reason why this Vikings team can't be in the playoffs and be a legit contender. But just something about them just feels off. I don't know if it's because Zimmer has been there so long and it's been a team that hasn't done a lot in the playoffs um, I, I, I don't know, but this, this Vikings team just f- makes me feel a little lukewarm about them. Okay. I've got, I don't, I want to be careful in how I compare these two. Cause this could make me sound like an idiot. I get some Dallas Cowboys vibes. Yes. Very much this so. Team, but I, Dak versus cousins is like, I'm going to obviously take that. But cousins is Dak very is, good. I think cousins is generally is underrated. I just, this is a team that to me, you know, we talked about Anthony Barr talking about Super Bowl and everything, and I won't go that far, but I do think this is a team that there's always that one that takes a leap forward. There are a lot of pieces in place that say at least it's possible. Well, and I think that's as far as I'll go with it. And we've been talking about this NFC for a while. It's a very top-heavy division, right? It's Green Bay. Yep. It's Tampa Bay in some order. And then you could tell me the Vikings are the third-best team in the NFC this year, and I wouldn't bat an eye. It's just there's not a lot there separating – three from nine. And I, again, if the Vikings stay healthy and the defense improves, I could see it. All right. And last but not least lions, the floor is yours. I like what the lions are doing long-term building the offensive line, building the trenches. So when the next quarterback comes in, they can have some success, but they are not ready to compete this year. I think they could struggle to win three games. Like they're going to be bad, bad, bad. And this could be a team where, there's 30 point blowouts are very common and very likely it's, it's going to be a rough season for Detroit. If Detroit is going to be even a remotely competitive team, Hawkinson has to be spectacular. Swift has to be spectacular. Mm -hmm. Um, This wide receiver group, I get Jetsy in vibes from last year. Yeah, It might even be worse. It might be worse. And their coach. I mean, I, I just, 
I think this could be real bad. Yeah. And the odds reflect that, which we'll hit on for, uh, here in a bit. So let's move now. Um, the way we've structured this by division, it's been a lot of fun, is you have your top five players, and I've got individual prop bets for each team. Uh, so let's start with your top five players. How are we counting this down? Well, we always change it up. Yeah, yeah, we'll I throw we'll, it we'll at you. One through five, because I'm curious to see if you think I missed somebody important here. So we'll run through it very quickly because there's not a lot of drama here. It's Aaron Rodgers. I'll get the shirt. Yep. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers sharp one. Best quarterback in the NFC. Might be the best quarterback in football, depending on if you like him or Mahomes. Easy. Number two is Khalil Mack. Uh, the sack totals have gone down uh, a little bit over the last couple of years. Still an absolutely dominant edge. Uh, number three is Devontae Adams. I think he's the best wide receiver in football. I just saw Madden had him as a 99 overall in their video game. That's a good call there. Uh, at number four, Dalvin Cook, over his last 28 games, he's at 3,600 total yards and 30 touchdowns. Just a superstar running back. That's nuts. And then Justin Jefferson at number five, 1,400 yards wow. as a rookie. Uh, projecting forward a little bit, but Ben, when you have a, a season that's only comparable to Another Vikings great in Randy Moss. He has to be in the list. But is there anybody else you think I missed inside that top five? Well, I would probably do some moving around in the top five. Okay. Spoiler alert to my, my prop betting. Like Khalil Mack, <clears throat> talent-wise, is exceptional. Maybe is a little high. Okay. But, but here's, here's the other thing that stands out. We've done divisions now, NFC East, others – where it's like not a sexy yes. top five. Yes. This is a very sexy top five. Like, yeah, yeah. I, you can, you can change where the name. Where does, okay. Let me ask you, where does Allen Robinson fit into this? Oh, that's a really good one. He is in the top 10. I think he's the third best receiver in the division. You can easily put him at five. You can put him at seven, eight. I, it doesn't matter, but yeah, he deserves to be in the top 10. Just an awesome, awesome and, player. And then who else did you struggle with? I'm trying to think who else yeah. would be a struggle to leave out. Yeah, the Chicago Bears have a lot of guys that I really like. Um, and this guy actually didn't even make my top 10, which you can see over at the game day. But I think Roquan Smith, the linebacker that they took from Georgia a couple of years ago. some Roquan Smith. We saw him play. I think that guy has all pro potential written all over him. One of my favorite college linebackers to come out of in the last 10 years, So instinctful. He, he was so good at Georgia. Oh, I love that. <clears throat> no, I love it. I think this is a great list. Um, yeah, Khalil Mack is the only guy I'd maybe move around a little bit, and I'll tell you why in a sec. Um, and, again, check out Marcus's picks over at the game day. Uh, top five for everybody. It's a – relative to some of the other divisions you've done – was this easier or harder than what you've, you've been working on? I think it's easier because I think the top three or four guys are pretty clear cut. Like you, Dalva Cook has to make it. Khalil Mack has to make it. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is going to be at one. I didn't feel like there was a lot of debate here. I mean, just one or two spots. All right. So let's go into player props. This has been really fun for me because going team by team, it's helping me assess what I think the seasons are going to mm -hmm. go. I've been a little over heavy. I could tell you with this divisional breakdown – I've got two overs and two unders. I'm going to start um, with Kirk Cousins. Okay. And I like over 28 and a half touchdowns. He eclipsed that number somewhat easily with one less game last mm -hmm. year. Well, you can debate the interceptions and we could debate Kirk Cousins, just general hierarchy among good quarterbacks. These weapons, they're going to score. Yeah. I, I think yeah. he could easily duplicate his touchdown numbers from a season ago. I agree. I think Kirk Cousins is a lock to 30 touchdowns. They have too many weapons on offense for him not to get to that number. I, I, I like that. It's a good call. Okay, so I'll stick with another quarterback then. We talked Lions a little bit. I think this is a really interesting number. Jared Goff, regular season passing touchdowns under 20 and a half. Mm. I, just, I just think this year is going to suck. I think – I don't want to play the injury route. Again, disclaimer, I never root for anybody yep. to be injured. Yep. But I think it's tough. Their line is okay. Penny Sewell should be pretty good. But I just – it's hard to find the touchdowns here, Marcus. Like, I think this season is going to be a nightmare. I guess your best bet if you're a Detroit – and, boy, this sounds like football morbid. It's like maybe they're just getting killed in so many games that he's throwing and getting some cheap yep. touchdowns. I think this is going to be a long year for him. And what's incredibly tough about this for Detroit is all three of the defenses in the division should be really good. You know, if Minnesota steps up, as we talked about, they could be facing three of the top 10 defenses in football. 
you worry, yes. you're worried about the garbage time touchdowns, which certainly could play in, but I think that's a good bet. I, I just, I don't yeah, envision Goff having a good season. You saw his numbers last year, and this was with a much better offense, a much better offensive coach, be pretty much parallel. Like, he had a statistical outlier year and got paid for it, by the way. And I think at this point, we're still trying to evaluate who he is. I just don't think this is a situation conducive for a great year. It, and that's wouldn't be surprised. not all of his fault, no, no, by no. the way. And I wouldn't be surprised either if we get 10, 11 games in, if they just pull him to keep him healthy throughout the offseason, right? And they, they evaluate other guys. It might not be all of his fault, but yeah, I think it's hard to see this Lions offense averaging more than like 18, 19 points a game. Um, let's go to the Bears. Khalil Mack. I love me some Khalil Mack. I think he's still an elite player, but boy, eight seasons in, now 30 years old. I like under nine and a half sacks. Again, part of it is because I think he's become such a focal point mm-hmm. that it can be difficult for him to wreak havoc on games. I mean, the 14 sack year, I mean, he had some monster years. You mentioned the total coming down. So I, I still think he'll have a great impact for this defense. Like, I, I still think he can be a huge part. I just think his years of monster sack totals are maybe behind him. So I like the under nine. Of yeah, see, I'm actually going to disagree with you on this one. Uh, they're getting back. A rare disagreement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're getting back Eddie Goldman, who I think is maybe the best nose tackle in football. Akeem Hicks is still really good. Robert Quinn is in his second year with the team. I just see this being a better defensive front, and I think it's going to allow Khalil Mack to see fewer double teams I think he can get to 10, 11 sacks. He had a bunch of pressures last year. We know sacks. He did. Sacks can tend to be a little bit fluky and noisy, but I do think he's going to bounce back, get to 12, 13. I, I felt guilty picking yeah. this, but it's just the vibe. In, just in terms of age and everything else, I still think that defense is going to be really, really they good. Should be. Last, one, last one's pretty interesting, right? We go high-profile players all over the place. One of my other favorite college running backs over the last five years A.J. Dillon, mm. over under his rushing yard, 690 and a half. I like the over. I think, yes, they paid Jones, but he is now the number two back. We saw glimpses last year when he was healthy of how good this guy could be. It sounds like they're going to use a lot of two backs on the field. In my opinion, I think he's got to average like 40 yards a year or 40 for this to go game, over. Yep. 40 yards a game, yep. sorry, for the year to go over. I think he'll do that easily. I think he'll rip off a couple hundred yard games. He's kind of a rhythm back where he's going to have some where he could go for 100, 150 yards in a game. This is a second round pick, Marcus. Like they're going to use him despite giving a, a contract to another running back on the roster. This is one I don't have a great feel for because I think I could easily see a situation where if Aaron Jones, let's say he misses three games due to an injury, AJ Dillon comes in and rushes for 400 yards in those three games and you, you easily over. Hit the over, right? It's just when Aaron Jones is healthy, this is going to be an offense that plays a lot of three and four wide receivers. Robert Tunyon's going to be the tight end. They want to throw the ball. And if Aaron Rodgers is coming back, you know that he wants to come back and win another MVP to show that he's still the best quarterback in football. I think this one's a stay away for me, but I, I, I don't hate your call of the over. I, I think it's fun to root for overs here. Can we talk about his thighs? I know that's they're like that's the kind of a weird statement. Of mine. <laughs> it's a it's a it's if somebody just clipped that out, it would sound strange. Yeah, yeah. The guy has like it's one of the craziest human like running backs we've ever seen. Like it, he is one of the most unique physical football players like of our He's life. Derrick Henry two I, right? He really he really is, yep. and I it'll be very interesting to see how they use him. The more I read about it, I think he'll be a fixture it's I mean you look at that Green Bay offense by the way like a guy like that who's like an, an afterthought to the average fan could have a huge impact he could just be um, the hammer on that offense right like when they're up absolutely 10 late in the fourth quarter they're just using him to run downhill I, I certainly could see that all right so so not as clean of a synergy as we've normally right. had on some of the we player props. Hey, that's good we got to have some debate. We can't just agree with each other here. So let's look, let's look at the odds to win the division. I want to talk a little bit about this a, a bit more generally in a sec. But right now, uh, Vikings plus 225, uh, win total at nine. The Packers minus 140, uh, win total at uh, nine. That's got to be 
that's it's got to be higher than that. I don't know what the current wind. No, it, it is at nine. I, I saw so. Oh, is it the, the nine? The problem is, is a lot of these sports books are have it like at nine or nine and a half wins, but the over is like minus two hundred is the payout. So you're not getting oh, a lot of value there to go over the win total. Fair enough. Bears plus five hundred uh, over uh, seven and a half is the win total, and the Lions plus twenty five hundred. Uh, man, the the back of these uh, divisions have so some rough. monster odds, uh, and then four and a half is the win total. So let's speak to that. So one of the conversations leading up to Aaron Rodgers is he going to retire? There was a story that I thought was really poorly reported that there was a rumor that Aaron Rodgers was going to retire. In all sports books, basically pulled off. Yeah, we know who that's from. Uh, yeah. And anything Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, I don't even need yeah. to to dive into it more. So I remember even researching this for a story I wrote on the game day. It, there were some odds up on DraftKings, but some didn't have it. I find it strange, Marcus, and maybe a bit concerning that books just panicked mm -hmm. because of whispers and didn't offer up value. Now the reason they're doing that is they don't want tremendous amounts of exposure. Yeah. But a book like Circus Sports, which I think is one of the best books in the country at this point, these guys do an amazing job. They're transparent on Twitter. Their hold is always low. Like, they're, they're great. Yeah. They open it up. Green Bay plus 190. Hey, we're going to give our people a chance to make money if they see value. Before we dive into the odds, I'm curious what you thought of it. Because I think this has been a mess, quite honestly, from a, an odd standpoint, the way sports books have treated this. Yeah, it's why you need to choose your sports book carefully, right? Because the, I mean, circuit sports is a great one, right? That's, it's, it's one that shows, you know, they're going to be open with their fans. They're not going to pull things back when there's a little bit of uncertainty. I think there's a, you know, a lot of fishy stuff that goes on with some of these sports books. So I think it's strange. It's not unusual. We've seen this before no. with other trades or rumors or injury stuff. So uh, it's why picking the right sports book matters so much when, uh, when you decide to bet on the NFL. I get why a sports book would pull this because it is like, well, let's just wait for this to sort itself out. But in the age of having so many options and so many books to pick from, like having a book that's willing to say, Hey, we're going to do this because of that, I, I think speaks volumes. So of course the NFL MVP <clears throat> being in limbo mm -hmm. is a big deal yep. and you want to sort that thing. But I, I, again, seeing Circa kind of repost their odds amid all this, that's a, that's a pretty yep. cool. I thought that was a pretty cool thing from a book. Doesn't mean the other books are bad by any means. I get why you would do it, but you got to protect a, yourself, but still, I, I think you got to protect we, yourself. Yeah. We like to use the ones that are up front and do don't, you know, don't pull the odds, but. And, and I also just think it speaks to the age of misinformation yep. too. Like these sports book are reacting to what you and I read on Twitter. Yep. So, Part of the problem isn't necessarily the sports books who are like, what the hell is going on? It's Joe Twitter user saying, you know, trying to control this era, not Rogers near right from the right. start. So um, it's, it was a, it was a really interesting case study. There's been a series of them this year. John Rom, hmm. uh, Aaron Rodgers is another one for sure. Well, and it's interesting to how some of these are treating them, right? We're seeing some of these sites, you know, they'll give back bets like on John Rom, you know, during a major, or they'll refund you or give you site credit. It's interesting to see. We talked about this before, right, Adam? Like some people don't like it when we see these refunds in, in some of these sites, which is fascinating. But it's been a, it's been Agreed. an interesting year for sportsbooks. Not easy too. Twitter does not help these things because information travels so quickly. Yes. Even if it's bad information, the exposure is immediate yep. with the increase in mobile. So, okay, so we talked about the odds. Green Bay's number's a little wacky still, I think, trying to settle in. Uh, what stands out to you in terms of value in this division? All right, so two things. I think Green Bay is still a really good bet at minus 140. I actually bet on them earlier this year at minus 200 to win the division. I don't love that bet like outright if that's the only bet you're making. I actually like putting it as like an anchor of a three-team parlay. Uh, just the way that I like to do some of these division bets. And then the Chicago Bears. We should talk about the Bears, uh, Adam, because earlier this summer, when all this Aaron Rodgers drama was going on, I actually bet on the Bears over seven and a half wins because I really like the defense. We talked about all their weapons. And if and when Justin Fields plays, I do think he's going to be good. Um, we were actually going through the schedule before the show today. And it, it's not an easy schedule, but there is some games that if they can win, if they can beat Green Bay once at home, if they can beat the Vikings twice, I think they can get to eight wins. There's really no reason they shouldn't. They are, I mean, 
it's, I think locally too, is because I'm in the area, it's what has been a really tough thing about this team. Like you think about the successes they had three years ago mm-hmm. and they seem primed to be a dominant force in the NFC. I mean, they made the you playoffs mid- last year. I, I think people, they, 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 they yeah. still made the playoffs, which you could argue is if that was a good or a bad thing or yeah. not, honestly, but like the, the, from Trubisky to Nagy to pace to like, but the elements, there are different makers all over the place. I'm a huge believer in David Montgomery. Yep. One of the prop bets I almost had, was over Montgomery rushing yards, player props, which is, I think is like a thousand point, thousand five, should get, or yeah. thousand and a half. Yeah, which he should get if he's healthy. So I have, I really struggle with this team because the makeup is there. And yet, Marcus, the problem is the team is not all that different from what it was. No. No. And so now Justin Fields could be different. Right. If you think he's going to come in and dominate, it's like, hey, that's the guy. That's the only issue I struggle with the Bears is like, man, there's these pieces again. But it's not like I feel like they've gotten considerably better. But you bring up a good point. The defensive line, Goldman is amazing, mm-hmm. and that should be better and can carry them. So I feel like the defense should part win. I struggle. The defense should win them like six games alone, right? Now it's just up yes. to Andy Dalton and Justin Fields to find two other games that maybe the defense doesn't play well in. I think they can do it. I, again, I would feel so much too. better if Justin Fields is the quarterback for all 17 games and he's able to make plays with his legs and his arm. Um, man, I just feel like that's eight we, and nine. We, we talked, I agree. I, I like that bet too. We talked a little bit the last couple of weeks, like Josh Allen, um, and, and Danny dimes, yeah. like running less. Like this is a team where you should want a quarterback to run. Yes. More. Fields should like, have 10 this, rushing attempts a game. Fields should be, as you get him on the go, take advantage of four, mm-hmm. four, four speed, yep. take advantage of all those things. And I think he – This is, and, and I guess in generally taking a step back, this is where I struggle with this division because I kind of like the Vikings. I, I mean, plus 115 to make the playoffs is not bad for me. I kind of like them a bit. But the problem I have, we talked about the AFC North being a bit of a bloodbath. This is a less lesser version. This is like right. AFC North light in that you've got teams that could be a lot better that are going to be – if they start, you know – one and one splitting games, Marcus, that's where your win totals could be a struggle here. Well, the thing with the Vikings, they made the playoffs. So plus one fifteen, they probably need to get to 10 wins, right? Are you better just betting the over on their win totals, which is set at nine. And if you get, if they end up nine and eight, at least you push. Yes. I think that might yes. be the better bet than betting them. to make. The I like that too. I like that too. But I, by the way, I, I'm, I still think green Bay, like, if there is still value in this, Green Bay is going to win this division. Right. So and that's Green why Bay I said you really parlay them with yeah. something else you like, whether that's, I mean, we, we are fans of the Rams and the NFC West. We kind of like the Titans a little bit in the AFC South, uh, Georgia, maybe to win the SEC. I, I think the, combining the Packers with something else oh, makes a lot I of like sense. Uh, and also let's, let's hit on the lions and our favorite meathead. I really like, I like under four and a half. Yeah. Like, they're going to try to stink. Yeah, they're they're going to be really really bad. So four and thirteen wins you that bet. That's that's an easy one for me. I'm still these these records are going to take. It's going to take years for these well, records to sound like a normal football so, season. So are the Lions going to be favored in any game this season? At home versus. Oh God! Who would they have to be I playing mean, at home for them to be favored? Texans. <laughs> Like right, I mean maybe. So they, they I, do play the like, they play the Bengals at home. I'm looking at their schedule right now, and oh my gosh, it's brutal. They play the Bengals. Bengals. At home. Bengals minus three. Yeah. By the way, there. Eagles. They play the Eagles at home. Other than that, Eagles minus three and a half. Yeah, it, it's it's a really rough schedule, and their season is is pretty difficult to start. They start with the 49ers, then they play the Packers, the Ravens, the Bears, the Vikings, uh, the Rams, Steelers. It's it's. It's going to be a rough season. L, 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 L. Yeah, yeah. I Actually, the more we talk through it, I think under four and a half um, is probably one of my yep. favorite favorite bets out there. All right, so we got a lot. We got a lot mm-hmm. of action on this. The AFC North, I was kind of sheepish about because it was like, well, Cleveland, but I'm going under Lions. I, I'm going to go over Vikings, bet the Packers, and I kind of like over Bears. Yeah. This is a weird one yeah. where, where – you could cash on a variety of different things here if the division's as competitive as we think it'll be. Yeah, I think the Packers get to 12 wins. I think the Vikings are right around nine. I think the Bears end up seven or eight wins, and then Lions are struggling to get two or three wins. 
Yikes. Yikes. Okay. Before we wrap things up, one of my favorite segments, the future, mm. where we look at some future things. We've got some Olympics. <clears throat> We've also got some MMA stuff, Marcus. Usman versus Covington in November. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Should be a lot of fun. We also had a good UFC fight this weekend, right? With uh, Dillashaw winning, which was nice that was a- after him returning from what, two years off. I won on that. Yep. Can I just can I rant for a sure. second? Actually, is and I don't know how much of that card you watched. I watched all of it. It was, it was great. Prop, the the other than the judging. Yeah, Marcus. Yes. I mean, I lost two fights <laughs> on that card with inexplicable, yeah. inexplicable scoring. I mean, holy. Uh, why i'm like, not surprised dillashaw won despite his face being well, actually carved up and you know what that one was close that was closer, like you yeah. you you could have told me a swing round either way mm-hmm. and that one i was like okay like Dillash- i mean he got that cut above his eye and it was like oh he's done his knee looked hurt dude it, that, that guy yep it's been a long road but some of the like i i really think we need open scoring like I, I we agree. we need something because some of the judging, and it's benefited me in the past. Make no mistake about it. I've won a couple of matches where it's like, oh, are you kidding me? But this was two in a row Rough. where it was where even the people that win are shocked. Yep. I love that. Yep. Um, but other than that, we got another good card this week. Uh, Uriah Hall versus uh, Strickland, mm-hmm. which will be interesting. We've had a couple of different um, fights fall through the wayside, so I'll be on that. We've got like Amanda Nunes Hall. coming up in two weeks, right? We've got yes, it's real gone. Yeah, we got an interim uh, heavyweight championship, which I still don't really understand why we have that. No, it's uh, really stupid. It's it's really dumb. But we should also talk about USA basketball, Adam, because uh, this is fun is not the right word, but it's been something else, right? Um, I want to tell a quick story if we have time. So please, this is, this is what not to do when you're, when you're sports betting, this is a tip one-on-one. So I had some funds in a, uh, a sports book that I wasn't using very often. So I thought I would cash out and transfer that to a different uh, sports book that I use more frequently. And I had an odds boost that I decided to use on the USA money line against France. I boosted it to I think minus seven fifteen. So now, I mean, you are paying a lot. So I put, you know, $200 to win a couple of bucks and then I was going to cash out. Well, you don't do that. It's not worth the juice to, to win only a few bucks, especially on something that is, um, you know, is unpredictable as Olympic basketball. So I'm not betting on USA basketball anymore this year. I'm just go ahead and say okay, that. Okay. <laughs> t- take me into this. Take me into it as they're bricking threes. The shooting was an atrocity. I turned it off. I turned it off in the, okay, the last okay, four minutes. I just the, couldn't watch it. <laughs> it was like it felt inevitable that yeah. they were going to lose. Yeah. And yet you there's like the aura of USA basketball that you're like, oh, there's no way they will lose. Well, because like, like, if you draft, lost if you draft times. like if you put the two teams together and you draft the top players on them, the top 10, 12 guys are all coming from the USA side. But it doesn't seem to matter in international basketball, right? It, the rules are a little different. The the style of play is different. It, it's it's certainly been a weird year for USA basketball. And I listen. I think they're minus two fifty to to win the gold medal. I wouldn't take that bet right now if I was a better. USA as it stands now also twenty one and a half point favorite over the Czech Republic. Uh, win that, and they're starting to get into the medal. I'm I'm with you by the way. I, I do think this is a combination of things. Yeah, international basketball has gotten a heck of a lot it has, better yes. uh, over the last 10 to 12 years. Luca going nuts is like, you know, was fun. That was probably one of my favorite Olympic moments to date. But I also like the level of care and I don't want to say pride because I do think these guys care and, you know, Drew Holiday coming over after winning, Kevin Durant, like mm-hmm. that's cool. It's cool that they're there. But just the nuance of leading up to that, it's like you, there's an expectation, like let's just put these guys on the floor and it's going to go well it's not gone well. Like it has not largely. And yet still they can win this thing. I'm with you on the gold medal though, that those odds just do not feel particularly great. No. And I, I I can't bet on anybody else because it feels un-American. So I won't do it. But if I, I'm betting on Luca, just putting that out there. (laughs) God, that was fun. I mean, it looked like, it looked like he was playing 2k. Yeah, It was great. Uh, Okay. So Olympics, have you dabbled in any other Olympic betting or do you plan to or, or, or any other betting? Well, you got? My, my wife is a big U.S. soccer fan, so I haven't been betting on that, but we've been watching. Um, other than that, no, I'm just, just enjoying it. Having sports on all day long is fantastic. 
Uh, I, I I don't get the tape delay thing. Why do we still have tape delay in 2021? It doesn't make sense to it's, me, but it's whatever. It's been hard to find all the stuff. Yes. I find myself just going to NBC and sticking there because it's my safe spot. Yeah. I got to go to Peacock. So I'm streaming here, it's just a lot going have on. Have you found a sport that you like watching that you didn't know you liked? Skateboarding okay. was amazing. Uh, I really... Um, I really liked skateboarding okay. and I didn't quite understand. I appreciate the commentary. Like I've always liked swimming. I've always liked gymnastics. Uh, skateboarding is amazing. And I'll, can I say this Marcus, the triathlon yeah. watching that, like that looked horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Like the thought of it looked, I, I don't, I, like you asked what I liked. That was like trying to imagine myself in that was impossible. Right. Uh, for me, it's badminton. I've been, I've been watching a little oh, bit, yeah. partly because my younger self believes that I can compete in that sport. Then you, you watch, do that. And then you watch some of these guys diving all over the floor. It's just incredible. It's, it's great theater. I would love to, and I forget who put this on Twitter, but have like in the 1500 or even in the 200 swimming, have a normal human yeah, being. Just, just for a point of me in out yeah. there and just, and just do that thing. Right. Um, because it is amazing. Yeah. Katie Ledecky in the 1500. Oh was, my gosh. Incredible. It's, it's surreal. It's not been a great, been a bizarre and, and up and down Olympics for the U.S. I'll say that, but, uh, it's been a blast to watch and it is the perfect segue to football. Yes. Right. So one of our next week, our future segment, how much preseason football are we discussing here? Like, all of it. We, we, are we all in? <laughs> oh yeah, we're all we're, we're betting the Hall of Fame game. We're gonna look at the odds next week, and we're gonna we're gonna make a bet. If you have been waiting to bet on football, you're gonna want to join us next week. We are gonna talk preseason. We will also break down another division. Hopefully, Zach Wilson will be actually signed by that point. Um, even though we already talked AFC East, and we'll get things going. Any any parting shots? Otherwise, Marcus here as we dive into Olympics, we've got. Um, actually baseball has been quite fun. The trade deadline. Yep. It's a good week for sports. Yeah. Cowboys plus two and a half at the hall of fame game. Just putting that out there, get your odds in early before we start to see oh. a shift. <laughs> there it is. The only commentary you'll get is right here. There, there's the first real pick of the year. We'll break it down next week. A reminder guys, uh, this is the time to subscribe. Football games are starting. This thing is actually coming back. I can't wait mm. We, this is the last weekend without football for how many months? Like a long, Eight n- long months, I think. time. Yeah. College is starting up. We'll te- keep diving into that with some picks and everything else. Um, so we're really looking forward. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you're wanting to get involved now. And a reminder, special welcome offer from BetMGM. New customers in legalized betting states can receive a free bet up to $600 per code game day. Again, that's the code the game day, all one word at BetMGM for our listeners in legal betting states. Preseason football is coming. For Marcus Moser, I'm Adam Kramer. We will talk to you next week. Thank you.